So, hey Abhin, how are you doing? Welcome to the Rupi Race Podcast. Hey Javed, uh, I'm well, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, how's quarantine working out for you? I'd say pretty good nowadays because I have found activities to keep myself busy. So, yeah. Yes. What are those activities? I'm involved in a lot of things right now. After my internship ended, I got busy writing blogs, uh, doing this podcast with you. Yesterday, I had two webinars back-to-back, which had okay. a conversation of around 150 people. So, all of these wow. things are going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I would say I pretty much keep myself busy the whole day. Yeah. So let's start off with the engineering journey. How did you end up at Dhirubhai Ambani's institute? Okay. So the plan was never to end up over there actually. So, right. So let's just say I was a typical Indian kid uh, who went into the science stream. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to go to Bitspilani actually. I never dreamt of going into IITs. I never thought of myself as a complete engineer or a typical uh, engineer who was very much interested in the core engineering field, let's say. Mm-hmm. But I was interested in the way of the Bitpilani curriculum was structured. Yeah. Uh, mainly because uh, my role model at that time graduate was in Bitpilani and he graduated from Bitpilani in the same year that I was supposed to appear for the entrance examinations. All right. So, uh, yeah, I had this thought that I wanted to go to Bitpilani, but then that didn't happen. And okay. the next best choice was either NIT or, or DICT. Okay. But NITs again were very much similar to IITs. And mm-hmm. they did not have the core structure like DICT. Right. The whole point that I joined uh, Dhirubhai Amman Institute of Information and Communication Technology was because of the field, mm. ICT with minors in computational science. Right. So, since I was interested in mathematics a lot, computational sciences uh, gave me an outlet for using those skills in terms of mathematical modeling and uh, uh, various other things uh, mm-hmm. which we might talk about later on. But uh, yeah, that was one of the main reasons that I joined DICT in the first place. Yeah, so uh, just like in Bitsplani, there uh, they have a semester just for interning, right? You have same thing in DICT? We do have. We have actually three types of internship at DICT. Achha. One is the compulsory rural internship, which mm-hmm. uh, happens, I think, at the end of the first year. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exact time, but yeah, one is the compulsory rural internship of one month. Mm-hmm. Second is uh, the compulsory summer internship, mm-hmm. which is uh, again, uh, we have an option whether we want to go for a technical internship with some form or we want to do a research internship with some professor uh, at DICT or uh, other institute. And then in the eighth semester, we have a complete uh, uh, one whole semester for uh, interning that six months of internship so, right yeah. and all of them are pretty much compulsory in one way mm-hmm. so, so 
is that is it like the college fetches an internship for you or you have to find it for yourself we do have summer placements so college helps us out with that but okay. uh, if you want to apply for companies or you want to apply to any institute for research in, uh, or internship with them or with some professor in some other institute then you can try on your own uh, mm-hmm. not an issue okay so coming to the next question you are part of incubator and entrepreneurship center what was it all about uh okay so i was a part of the incubator at dict mm-hmm. it was called dict center for entrepreneurship and incubation uh, so it's I like an ecl with dict sorry so it's like an ecl every college has an ecl these days yeah uh, we can say that and dict was one of the first in gujarat to have a grant from the government of india as well as government of gujarat and it was a zonal center as well okay a lot of special provisions were provided for us i mm-hmm. was associated dci for a total of 9 to 12 months if i remember correctly oh wow and i was associated with them mainly as a pr manager so i handled mm-hmm. a lot of social media activities as well as i was kind of the face when it came to getting in speakers or representing dci at any event so i remember two of the events that i went to as part of dci one was the vibrant gujarat startup summit and the other one was national startup summit uh, something i don't remember the name exactly but mm-hmm. nsit national summit on information technology something of that sort but that was the first experience that i got to interact with a lot of startups and uh, when i say startups it was uh, related so it was uh, an interaction with the startup founders people working in startups the legal entities that were mainly associated with startups other incubators people mm-hmm. who were in startups and so it was kind of my experience into the entrepreneurship field in general and that first time i realized that there is a different kind of world out there mm-hmm. which is not which is a little bit different than your regular organization uh, world mm-hmm. so yeah apart from that we did a lot of activities as well when i was a part of it we had a few competitions for the students of dict we also had a speaker session and a panel discussion during that time and that experience again helped me explore a different side that is the side where you take a mic and and tell your life journey to people and people actually turn turn up to just listen to your experiences hmm. and all of that were connected uh, in my life later on when i started originating ideas but right. there was uh, dci helped me get a little bit of motivation to do something of my own later on in life so abhin um, incubation is like raising money for a company am i right not exactly so uh, incubation has a lot of other aspects as well okay one thing uh, so the incubation journey starts with an uh, with a startup uh, applying to your incubator mm-hmm. uh, there are uh, screening rounds for the startups so you have 
a few forms that need to be filled filled those are basically the necessary forms that you need to have uh, before you take a grant from any government mm. in our case government of gujarat and the government of india so once those forms are filled they are vetted then you are called for uh, an interview with the council of dci the managing council of dci right post which uh, they make a decision and then you are incubated and again the money that comes in as your grant isn't just given to you directly you need to show where you are going to spend the money uh, how you are going to spend the money etc etc are you actually taking care of the money that is even being given to you and not just splurging on it and spending it without any thought right so they they look into your spendings as well uh yeah that is the job of an incubator manager okay. and uh, yeah. apart from just looking at the funds the incubator is supposed to give you mentorship mm-hmm. uh in terms of any necessary faculty associated with the incubator or in case you need any other ex- external resources let's say if you are doing something related to iot and mm-hmm. there is a very good company which is already in this field and you want to talk with someone who is in the top management over there mm-hmm. uh, then the incubator can help you get in touch with those people uh, so it provides a network it provides network it provides funding it provides mentorship it provides a place for you to work Right. provides uh, other necessary uh, things like uh, let's say coffee machines coffee, food pantry basically so all of this comes as part of so right when you are in the incubator you just need to ensure that you are giving your 100% to your uh, to your startup thinking about anything else right so an incubation center is basically everything for startup even they have even they can get the place as well for working yeah so most of the incubators provide a working space mm-hmm. uh, well, so sure what is india's biggest have... incubator sorry india who is india's biggest incubator i'm not sure uh, who is india's biggest incubator Mm, there is nothing like a biggest incubator or anything okay but uh, uh i'm not really sure whether uh, i don't have any data on the largest incubator i was associated with this field for as i said for a year at max okay right that i have lost touch do you still have the con- uh, network which we are associated with <clears throat> from dci yeah i am still in touch with few of the managers during my time right uh, i am still in touch with a few of the startups but mm-hmm. nothing more than that because uh, network keeps on expanding as we move on in life and mm-hmm. uh, some people stay some people don't i try to keep as many people in my network as possible but at some time you just lose touch and you have to accept that right okay So talking about entrepreneurship you were the founder of originating ideas so what is originating ideas and how it all start so the story of originating ideas started off at like 2 am one night in mm-hmm. my friend's room okay. we were just thinking about how 
whatever we had learnt in our higher secondary wasn't <laughs> really helpful when we moved to our graduation level of uh, level studies. And we thought that there might be some problem with the content that is being created. Right. So we thought that let's start off with providing the content and the way in which the content is provided. Right. So we started designing an Android app with uh, an MCQ-based format because at that time the Gujarat board was working on an MCQ-based system, and uh, most of the uh, entrance examinations are also MCQ-based. So we thought that that is the right way in which people should be studying, mm-hmm. and we started designing that off. now when we came to the pilot phase and we went to the students we realized that content was never an issue mm-hmm. but the problem was people didn't know how to study in the first place right they knew what they were supposed to study they knew that they had four five subjects mm-hmm. they had to study those but each subject has a typical style of studying and each subject has a different way of approach and even within the subject there are certain sections and topics which require some uh, different kind of efforts etc etc right so we realized that instead of creating content uh, we need to uh, look into the way the content is consumed hmm. and then so that was the first learning of my life that do not do anything unless and until you have uh, your customer's opinion on it Right. Because uh, we spent almost six months behind that Android app, and it didn't work out. Like it's still lying around, and we haven't even launched it. Okay. So that was the first lesson that me and my team had during that time. When was this? Was this in your first year? This was in twenty seven, twenty sixteen. In your second year. Second year. Okay. Yeah, second year beginning sometime. Hmm. And. yeah so uh, we scraped off the app and then we started asking the students what they actually want and then right. we realized that the students actually need uh, some kind of uh, material on explaining how they are supposed to study okay so we started very with very basic ideas mm. how do you manage your time how do you make your schedules so that you can work properly how can you increase your focus Mm-hmm. What materials to refer to, stuff like that. Right. And that time we were just catering to tenth, eleventh, twelfth students. Okay. We had a few primary students as well from eighth and ninth, but our main focus was on tenth, eleventh, and twelfth people who were supposed to take the leap into the world of entrance examinations for the first time. So we had those in our mind, and we started working on that. And then we came up with two things. So one was a blog, which is active right now. Yeah. Mm. And I remember that I had addressed a crowd of around 100, 120 students for the first time in my life, and that experience started uh, me thinking that this is something that I really like. And during the one month speed series, we had catered to over 600 students. Wow. Mm. That was something that sparked a uh, thought that. i really want to continue this come what may and it was not exactly a company or a startup that i was looking at but it was more like a hobby and something it was more like a passion for me right that i wanted to share my knowledge with people and uh, help them in some or the other way 
and then oh, the journey started in my second year we were a team of uh, two people mm. then we expanded to a team of four and then we expanded to a team of 12 we went on to then three people dropped off okay because of other commitments uh, we were nine and right now again so right now it's being managed in a completely different manner uh, there is no such thing as a team anymore mm. i'm handling uh, almost everything and we have a few contributors and collaborators with us and this is something that uh, is working out for me right now mm-hmm. uh, probably it wouldn't have worked earlier because there was a lot of work to do setting up the website or uh, developing content for the blog designing uh, handling social media handling the seo traffic etc etc and apart from that there was always the challenge of uh, getting people interested in the blog so there was always marketing of the blog then we had to approve sponsors for various events so there were a lot of things going on at that time but right now fortunately in this situation where most of the things have gone digital because of the covid time i am able to handle the social media blog and the webinars that we are doing right now and hence it is okay for me to be a one man army mm-hmm. and my contributors are helping me along the way so yeah i am happy with the way things are going on right now nice very nice so uh, the meetup or the event that you have uh, planned right about the students mm-hmm. so did this happen at your college no so uh, the speech series that happened was uh, as i said at different coaching institutes and classes okay so we went to their classes and uh, we addressed them uh, we as in me and my team okay in the local schools and colleges yeah exactly in the local schools and coaching institutes right there were different sizes of the crowd as i said mm-hmm. o- overall we, we were able to touch 600 people but uh, Uh, the highest that we could uh, gather at one place was around 120 150 if i remember correctly oh, okay so are you planning to make originating ideas a complete education venture later on so originating ideas was never a education venture uh, it was more on the lines of uh, spreading knowledge and uh, necessary information about life mm-hmm. uh, if i want to just put it into simple terms and motivational topics and life skills was the target of originating ideas although we say that we are bringing in a new age of education right but slowly over time the as i say education is not about having a well informed mind it is more about ha- having a well formed mind right so when i say education it, ju- it doesn't just mean sharing information it means a lot more learning from others experiences learning from your own experiences sharing your experiences so that others can learn from you so it is more like creating a community of people creating a family of people who are ready to share what they have learned and are ready to accept what others have or learned uh, from their mistakes sure so in this way it is more like a ecosystem which is knowledge oriented right and yeah in the future if uh, things work out well then this can uh, scale up yeah right now i do not have the resources to the scale up uh, overnight but yeah i'm working on it 
Sure. Uh, if you would scale up, you would need a lot of manpower, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, there is always the requirement of team. And uh, when I say that I lost my team, it isn't exactly that I lost my team. The team is still in touch, and they still uh, contribute a lot to the platform. Mm-hmm. They obviously had different priorities in life, and because of uh, various reasons, they are not associated with us anymore. Mm. But I still like to call originating ideas as a team effort and not a single person's effort, because at the end of the day, it is sitting on the shoulders of everyone who has been associated with us over the years. Right. So, when you started out originating ideas. what was your reach and uh, did you ever had to pay someone else to write content for you no so the content that was put up on originating ideas has always been uh, as i said it has been contributed either by the team members or someone right who is really interested in sharing uh, their content with others hmm. so we have never paid anyone for content ever right so if if you had to pay someone would you i don't think that will ever be necessary because the way in which we are working right. it is solely for uh, it is solely for the purpose of sharing knowledge mm-hmm. and sharing experiences uh, we do not earn any revenue from this we do not aim to earn any revenue from this as far as uh, the platform stays alive mm-hmm. i don't mind keeping it free for everyone right uh in case in the future i need to uh invest anything then the first thing that comes to my mind is self investment only when i'm not able to do that probably i will ask someone but otherwise this platform will always remain free for everyone and i hope that the contributions that are made to this platform are also also remain in the same way right Hmm. So, um, coming to the next question, you had organized a competition through Originate Ideas, right? So what was the competition hmm. about? So, uh, we did that competition in the prime of our life of Originating Ideas. It was, I think, the second year of uh, Originating Ideas, where we had a writing competition organized for people across India. Wow! That was the largest competition. Uh, that we had organized and this, that was the only one actually the, we had planned other competitions but that didn't work mm-hmm. but uh, yeah so uh, it had around 175 registrations and out of them 150 were from india and 25 were from outside india so we were also surprised when we were receiving uh, Uh, entries from outside india we had australia canada usa uh, and new zealand mm-hmm. so we were shocked that 25 people from outside india were also ready to write for this competition so we were happy about it we organized it well the thing went on smoothly we had a couple of judges uh, for different languages we also had sponsors who were ready to sponsor the event for the prizes and people participated people enjoyed it and we published the posts on our website the posts are still there under the tag of oiwc oiwc so, okay yeah. yeah so that is more or less about the competition that we organized right so um was the winner indian yeah yeah all, all the winners were indian surprisingly oh. 
I don't know why that happened, but uh, uh, it turned out that all the winners were mm-hmm. Indians. And so obviously the judge wasn't partial because the judges were never given the names of the uh, yeah the applicants. Uh, yeah, they were just given a number to for reference. Mm-hmm. Apart from that, the uh, judges were unbiased. Okay. Wow. So. another thing that uh, did the competition have a theme to write about yeah we did have five topics based on the current education system and the what the students think of that you also had a few uh, topics which were quite interesting right. i remember one of them was uh, your school journey and your experience in school mm-hmm. one of the other uh, the important topic or let's say the serious one of the list was uh, who should be taking decisions for the uh, for for the education system in india the government or the teachers mm. so there were around five topics and we had the competition in three languages english gujarati and right. so i don't remember the other two topics okay fine so when did you realize that you wanted to do an mba rather than being an engineer the choice was never the, so the choice was never to be an engineer so yeah it the as i said the choice was never about doing an mba instead of being an engineer it was always mba along with my engineering in the first place because the four years have helped me create a base which i am using today and which i probably will always be using in my life at some time right. being in or doing an mba so that thought came to me around second year uh, i had a couple of courses back uh, in da one of them was on economics the other one was on business management right. and i realized that these are some of the things that i really like doing and these are some of the things that i uh, enjoy doing and then uh, in the second half of the second year that is in my fourth semester mm-hmm. there was another course uh, which we did on computational mm-hmm. so that at that time a professor from iim ahmedabad uh, came and taught that course to us okay so i was intrigued about this whole thing mm-hmm. now doing an mba got finalized in my second year but the seeds were planted way back when i was in Delhi okay and i visited ahmedabad for the first time okay so ahmedabad has this program where they invite school children to school students to come and visit the campus okay. every day so the program is titled uh, a day at iima if i remember so every school in gujarat has that over there mostly they send out invitations to the top schools in gujarat okay. as, well as i know and schools can even apply for this program okay so yeah uh, in 10th standard i visited i am ahmedabad i remember that very clearly because my board exams were a week or two mm-hmm. days away and yet i decided that i wanted to go and see this place for uh i ordered i had always seen those red walls because staying in amdavad i have always passed through that institute and those red walls every time we pass through that uh, it was kind of uh, an intrigue that uh, 
what lies beyond these walls mm-hmm. so when i got a chance i visited that place and uh, we spent the whole day at iima uh, right from the auditorium the classroom the admin block what is it in the life of the students at iima and uh, all of that uh, made me realize that okay this is a place where uh, i can uh, i really want to be at some time or the other mm, right so fascination for the red walls red brick walls was always there then in all of that started connecting as i moved on and finally in the second year uh, i decided to take the leap and started my uh, in the third year actually third year beginning i started uh, my cat course right and yeah i took cat in november 2018 i think yeah mm-hmm. so and uh, after that it was one uh, one exam after another one interview after another and finally i ended up at ahmedabad in june 2019 so you joined ahmedabad in I, sorry i am ahmedabad in june 2019 yeah exactly one year on the same day that i went into i am ahmedabad as a student oh, oh wow okay so tell us your cat story how many interviews did you have to go through uh, how many have you how many calls have you converted sure cat story started somewhere in august 2017 yeah. uh, right. any day it was pouring heavily and i had made up my mind that uh, i wanted to pay the fees to the coaching institute come what may today itself i want to start the classes from mm. tomorrow itself so i went uh, me and my mom went up and uh, me and my dad or mom i don't remember so most of my dad and i went up to the coaching institute which was mm-hmm. in gandhinagar we paid the fees and i started coaching the right. very next day a uh, cat journey was so uh a ride a roller coaster ride actually because i remember the first mock i gave i had scored 120 and that was devastating because 120 can get you nowhere 120 that. out of what uh 120 oh okay wow okay right so uh 120 is nowhere even near the 99 mm-hmm. mark so that was that and after that i realized that this is in the way i'm supposed to be uh, doing this thing because if i my aim was a mm. ambassador then uh, i needed to perform much better than right. this so from that day on i tripled the number of hours that mm-hmm. i was putting in and for the next 5 months i have put i had put in almost 5 uh, to 4 to 5 mm. hours every day uh apart from my uh, college study right and i finally uh, so i did not only give the cat examination because any mba aspirant will know that cat is the only exam that you need to give you have uh, xavier aptitude test for xlri you have snap for mm. ibm uh, for any sembasis institute in fact then you have nmat for neurosurgery yeah. you will have uh, I think IIFT has an yeah. exam and a couple right. more. I I gave around five exams if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. CAD, ZAT, NAT, SNAP, right. IIFT. Yeah, five exams. And apart from so, I scored pretty uh, decently on all of them. 
almost all had a 99 plus percentile okay. for me except for that where i scored 98 except for what ifk uh, that okay okay that, sorry that test right so yeah five examinations five results and cat result came out somewhere in uh, january january first or second week it was one day prior to that okay. examination and i had scored 99.0 oh, okay. okay wow cat such a really good number i was disappointed uh, now yeah i can say that but at that time i was pretty disappointed because i had heard stories of people saying that below 99.9 you aren't going to get in anywhere in am i am amdabad is that so true do you think i lost hope that i most of the cases okay. yes uh, it's very so during my time the lowest it went was up to 99.7 oh, wow. uh, that is what jam okay Uh, the most difficult category to get in. You are a general uh, student, so no category marks. Then you are an engineer, so again no diversity marks. Then you are male, so no gender marks. And you are a fresher, so no. So, so the work experience actually matters. Work, work is obviously matters. You are given a score. Uh, so each college evaluates your work experience differently. You are given different kinds of scores, uh, ranging mm-hmm. from two to ten. but uh, yeah work experience does matter a lot when you are uh, getting into the mba race. so another question i would like to ask that uh, i mean you got into the top college in india right the best college hands down why didn't you uh, look out abroad right you could have put a little matlab the effort you've put into this is way beyond what you could have put at, uh, while selecting abroad right right so uh, uh, as i said when i decided that i want to go for cat it was obviously a decision that i took uh, so the dilemma was cat or jat yeah. in the first place because i ought i wanted to go to the states for mm-hmm. pursuing masters but uh, when i talk with the pursuing master there who were pursuing yeah masters as an mba from uh, right okay uh, okay colleges abroad so i talked to a couple of people who were actually doing their mba or who had done their mba from uh, mm. us colleges so uh, the first thing that uh, so if you are targeting the top 10 colleges uh, in us you will realize that uh, you need at least 2 years of work experience before you are allowed to even apply for the right. colleges and my interest as i said uh it was never a choice that i did not want to do engineering but one thing was clear that i never wanted to oh right <laughs> right and city is known to have a great coding culture i know i i know akshay mitrani from your college yeah so uh, we have produced alwards in yeah. the, in the field in terms of developers or the coders so dgd has a very strong coding culture and i never was a part of it i lost interest in mm-hmm. the first year itself so that was for sure that i did not mm-hmm. want to do coding and since it has a strong coding culture it was obvious that the jobs that are going to come in are also going to be coding mm-hmm. based and hence 
getting two years of work experience and then applying for masters abroad i mean mba abroad was not something that i wanted mm. to do uh and i chose that i will uh do i will go for the indian route and yeah. that and if i wanted to do do it in india then i was pretty clear that i wanted to do it from the top college and i am ahmedabad was the goal since day one there were a lot of scares as i said during the journey the first one came and the capitals were out, out. Uh, most of the people around me uh, said the score it is very difficult to even get a call from i am ahmedabad and surprisingly the first call that i got was from i am ahmedabad and that was a bit shocking and at that time i realized that okay this might be a once in a lifetime opportunity for me and i really had to put in more than what i had already put in since the last 9 to 10 months and convert right time. and what are the calls did you get i received 18 calls in total and i converted 12 of them did not appear for two of you them. did not appear for two of them but what were those yeah uh, i am ahmedabad results had already come out so all right all right mm-hmm. one i am mm-hmm. shilong interview that did not go for and another one was F- you missed out on fms uh, yeah so the thing was that i am ahmedabad gave its result on uh, what was the date april 5th okay to april and my fms interview was somewhere around 13th april i had already booked it okay but once the amdavad result was out i said that and the thing was that my final examinations were also coming up mm. in the same week so fms interview was somewhere around 13th or 14th of april and my final examinations were supposed to be right. 16th or 17th and because of these interviews i had missed on missed out on almost okay. one month of classes so i had a call to make whether to go for the fms interview and come back and then start studying for the examinations or i can just start from the next mm-hmm. itself so i took that call cancelled my ticket challenge i decided that i just uh, study for the finals now because i had already co- converted amdavad and it was like i wanted to go there that was for sure i was all taking the admission so fms interview or not didn't make much of a difference if not i am ahmedabad what would have you chosen what would you have chosen uh if you would have to say uh, from the uh, if i had not uh, dropped out for a year and attempted cat again in the next uh, mm-hmm. in the next year and if i had to choose from the pool of colleges that i had already converted it would have been uh, institute of rural i'm sorry in anand uh, that's a pretty institute of rural management okay. in anand so that is a pretty surprising choice and people were shocked that i had actually even applied for that mm-hmm. institute in the first place so uh, rural management was something that uh, was uh, it's a close to my heart in some way because uh, of right. you know, family background grandfather uh, my father everyone has been some way or the other related mm. to the field of agriculture and rural management interested me in some way and plus when i went for the interview to the campus the campus is very much similar to okay. the iit campus 
the same lush green garden the same uh, type of cafeteria the same type of mm. building so all of that made me feel like home so if i had to choose obviously i had a lot of ams in the list but probably irma would have been the second best. you had fms as well fms obviously if i had given an interview then we might know mm-hmm. whether i had it or not but i did have a lucknow indoor course uh, yeah lucknow indoor were there right. uh, in my converts and i had mdi converted i i did not have calcutta or okay. converts apart from that i had pretty much all you had bangalore as well uh, bangalore okay, i okay. did not get a call because bangalore is a lot of weighted to work experience and it is very difficult for a gym fresher to get a call okay fine so coming to the next question is pgp one hard sure. i've seen your instagram post where you had your books stacked which are almost taller than you when you sat next to them so what is pgp one exactly so see frankly if i answer this question over here then it will take out the surprise for people who are up, going going to into pgp1 this year or probably who next year or whenever they go into that so i wouldn't be answering this question like yeah. what pgp1 is all about but if i had if i had to answer it in a line then it i can just describe it as a roller coaster ride wow. for a year okay it has it has downs it has circles you are going to feel stressed out at times you are going to enjoy some of the best moments in my life have been associated with the last year at ramdavat oh. uh the best learnings of my life have also been associated with the last year at ramdavat so it is a mix of both uh when i describe pgp1 to some of the freshers who are going to join this year uh, who mm. my immediate juniors mm. as well from the rct or one of them saying uh, it is uh, half fun and half scary and i think that's the best way to i've do seen hoodie saying pgp one survivor is is it that scary yeah definitely otherwise why would we even have to <laughs> right and hoodie you you actually have to own those you know survivor hoodies because uh, it it uh, it literally takes the life out of you for a whole year to achieve that dream. okay yeah and uh, coming to the next question is it true that having an iit or nit tag on the resume helps in the interview people do say that uh, it helps but mm-hmm. i have slightly different opinion so thing is that uh, it's not so much about the iit or the nit tag per se it is more about the kind of uh, drill that you have been through during your four years at a iit or uh, so the, 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 the is it is it about the discipline uh, it is it is about the, uh, i would not discipline yeah the kind of effort that you put in in the four years uh, at uh, such a prestigious right. institute in india the kind of projects that you get over there the kind of opportunities that you get 
so all of that combined makes you slightly better than people who aren't from iits or nits but that doesn't mean that a person who is not from iit or nit can co- not compete with people who are from okay IIT yeah it just it just means that you have to do something differently and make yourself capable enough to be at the at par with the iits mm. and nits and it's not a difficult it's just going above and beyond and reaching out to opportunities which which might be easily available for the iitians and nitians because they are in such an institute but they are still available to you it's it's just, you just need to go right. out there and grab so it. how important do you think are grades and how do they help you see so my belief in terms of grades is that uh, grades are not exactly a reflection of right. a person's abilities uh, over time there might be incidents where the grades uh, might drop or the mm. grades are too high but uh, and uh, there might be several reasons right. for that happening but if we look at it in the long run when everything averages out averages out and we do not have any other indicator of a person's abilities and grades pretty much uh, are capable of telling us that how a person is going to behave in a particular situation or how a person is behaving over time so let's say uh, like if you got a person's first year marks then i would say that that isn't sufficient to judge a person but over time over 4 years at the end yeah. if you look at the cumulative score then i would say that uh, that grade is pretty much a reflection of a person's abilities how consistent he is with his academics how consistent he is with handling other activities other co-curricular extracurricular activities along with his academics because it might be the case that in a particular year he is a lot focused on extracurricular but in the next year he is focused on academics right. and that averages out in the end but if you do not have any other indicator then grades are pretty much uh, uh, an indicator for telling you how a person mm. is overall and as time goes on the importance of grades reduces let's say so if we look at 10th uh, the score you achieved in your 10th standard it's going to be helpful to you at max up to the entrance exam your master yeah. entrance examinations and no more same way for your grade score your uh, graduation score might be important uh, to you for uh, until you do your phd uh, or get your first job that's all and your master scores master score will be useful to you right. at max for your first job after that it's not going to be useful because then as time goes on you are going to be judged on different parameters and not just mm. numbers that are shown in your mark sheet sure and uh, so one question i would like to ask is um so iim ahmedabad has been ranked at 61st place in the global mba ranking right what do you think about it how do you uh, what is your opinion on international ranking see the thing about international rankings uh, first of all i don't think it is 61st uh, as far as i remember it was somewhere in the top 50 Uh, okay the 2019 rankings uh but that's okay uh, you can just yeah. check that out later on uh coming to uh, the international rankings uh, they are pretty much reflective about how where an indian institute stands uh, in comparison with uh, other institutes across the globe 
now in international ranking so all of these rankings are based on right. a set of parameters and each institute is is uh, graded on the fixed set of parameters now different types of ranking give weightage to different parameters right. uh, differently so probably let's say some rankings will okay sure yeah yeah so i'll just start from there that's okay cool so uh, as i said yeah so different rankings will give mm-hmm. different weightages to the different parameters so probably one ranking will give a lot of importance to the placements whereas other rankings right. will give a lot of importance to diversity there might be a different kind so a third uh, party will probably want to give mm. importance to the life at the institute so although so we need to first of all understand how the organization who is ranking the institutes is taking is considering the parameters and then accordingly we can make a judgment whether the mm-hmm. ranking can be followed or not right and and coming to global ranking of top 50 i think uh, that is a pretty good position to be in uh, considering that i am a uh, has never tried to go international in the first place IMA has always tried to stay Indian in terms of its uh, course curriculum, in terms of how it imparts knowledge to the students. So, uh, MBA is a very geographical, geography-specific uh, degree. What you learn, what strategies you might use in the Southeast Asian or Asian region might not be really applicable in the American yeah. context, and vice versa. so that way i may being in the top 50 is a yeah. good position it can obviously do better but uh, uh, who am i to judge yeah that's that's something as well yeah and another thing is there's no foreign there's, there's no foreigners in ima right no no we do have a okay. foreign exchange program where uh, students from different institutes across the globe come in for a term and same way the students from iim ahmedabad get a chance to go to those institutes uh, as do the top students, students only get the summer and, exchange uh, program i think we have do the top students only get the student exchange right. program there are several criteria based on which you are uh, which you okay. get the exchange programs so you, uh, that is a completely a tangential topic but Uh, i am pretty sure almost all the students at least get a chance to represent themselves for the exchange program the type of college that they are or that mm-hmm. they get to go to might be different but sure. almost all the students do get a chance and uh, coming coming back to originating ideas again uh, so originating ideas was founded 2015 right 2016 it completed four right. years right so congratulations yesterday. so exactly and uh, since then you have done a lot uh, like getting admitted in ima and many internship projects etc how did you manage to keep originating ideas going throughout this time was there a schedule or something so for the first year uh, when originating ideas started 
I was pretty much occupied with that. And I kept everything aside, academics, extracurricular, co-curricular, almost everything took a hit when I started originating mm-hmm. ideas. And for the first year, it was very difficult to manage. And slowly, I started building a team. In my second year, we were 12 strong and right. we were able to manage everything wonderfully. So that was going well. But when I mm-hmm. came in my third year, I started my cat, cat prep. Uh, the senior team members also started their uh, prep for higher education or getting into yeah. so their placement preparation and stuff like that and since the senior team was busy with all this uh, it was obvious that the junior team members would not be so much interested in doing it all alone they also had a lot of queries and doubts coming up which we weren't able to solve in time because of which the third yeah. year of originating ideas took a big hit right. we were almost reduced down to zero and i started so i took charge again of oi as uh, so i must say that we were almost close we okay. were almost there to close it down but sane minds prevailed and uh, we decided that we will just let it lie for the time being and whenever we were able to get it up again we will revive it and that is what i did starting from uh, november december okay. 2019 so approximately for uh, a year and a half we were quite we were not doing anything much except mm-hmm. for a few posts here and there but from december 2019 we have started picking it up again and it is very difficult because i know how it, it was like in the first year right. when we were just starting off and it feels the same so did you lose all your viewership i did mm-hmm. i did lose all my viewership if i have to tell you about the numbers last year when i restarted the blog and i restarted my writing we have were close to zero views per day when at the prime of originating okay. we were close oh. to 1000 views per day and right now we have, and then we were reduced to zero and i had to start back from zero and right now we were, we are approximately around 200 views per day and that is difficult to see when you have invested 4 mm. years in the same thing but it still feels like the first day and i don't mind as long as it's helping the people out there and uh, it is helping because i do get reviews almost every day from someone or the other appreciating the work right. i do and that keeps me going um now coming to the finances part how do how important do you think finances are for a student sure when uh, let's say i get for a student uh, what do you exactly let's, let's say i get pocket money of 5000 every month right now being a student i i don't know where to invest them i should i self invest or should i use them up all 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 i do every month is to just use them just spend it all and now here are my friends they're trying to invest here and there so could you throw some light on how students should invest okay. where should they invest first first thing the uh, 5000 is too yeah. less for investing in the first place you probably think about saving but not exactly investing because 5000 you, right. you aren't going to get anything for 5000 these days uh sure. nothing substantial 
एंड एज अ स्टूडेंट सो ठीक है आई विल स्टार्ट Uh, I'll give you okay. pointers on how you have to start this journey. So, one thing that okay. I learned from the book Rich Dad Poor Dad was that you need to uh, yeah start saving early. If you are able to save ten percent of what you are getting as uh, your pocket money or your stipend or your salary, then it is good to go. Like uh, after all expenses, you should have at least ten percent of your yeah. monthly income saved somewhere. Yeah. Okay. So that's the first. The second thing is that when you are planning to invest, mm. you need to first understand what investing is all about. You need to understand how stock markets work. You because at this stage you won't be able to hire a financial advisor or you won't be able to invest in the big funds right. or big uh, funds out there. so you need to understand how the world of stock markets work you need to start slow because stock markets is all about taking risk and when you are only getting 5000 or let's say even for a person who is earning 50000 per month uh it is quite some risk when you are investing more than hmm. half of your earnings into a stock because stock markets are quite volatile uh, except for the top few which hmm. to keep on giving increasing returns i have never invested in a stock personally because uh, that's how my nature is probably i always believe in a safe investment and uh, for that i look into uh, fixed deposits or provident funds or something of that sort which i know that they are going to give me a fixed return at the end of a certain number of years yeah this all zero risk associated with that obviously it's going to give me lesser returns as compared to a boom in the stock market but it's still yeah. good for me at this stage so another learning from the same book was that if you do not know how to manage your money yeah okay hire someone who can do that for you unless you have the capability of doing that you need to learn how to manage your money and that is something that i might never do because uh, of my inherent nature but in the future if uh, if i get interested in this then i might even do it but yeah until then i will so, stick to the same so um side. and do you think mutual funds are safe that's a tricky question and there are a lot of things that are going on on the internet about mutual funds being safe and mutual funds being a yeah. safer option than most other bets etc etc see again i do not have a lot of information about mutual funds safety in general because it's again a game of risk the higher the risk higher the mm-hmm. returns lower risk lower returns and it goes on like that what i can tell you is how mutual funds work mutual funds are basically an instru- a financial instrument in which a finance uh, manager of the fund is handling the fund for a group of people who are investing in the same pool so there are 10 people everyone pitches in some money uh, and makes a larger uh, pool of money now each person will uh, invest according to their capabilities and accord and in a similar uh, way the if he is investing 10000 and other person is uh, Investing thousand rupees, okay. then we will be okay. dividing the profits in the ratio ten is to one, obviously. So that's how it works. 
now the fund in general is managed by the fund manager and uh, so mutual fund is something like a company and it's a financial instrument at the same time so you are just investing in a company and the company is going to do whatever it wants to do with the money most of the uh, so that now the company is taking a bet on behalf of yeah. all the individuals who have invested in that fund and then the fund can go up or down based on the knowledge and the feeling gut feeling that the manager of the fund has and accordingly you get gains or losses now uh, each fund has a commission based or a fixed amount that needs to be paid up front because they are providing yeah. the service of managing your money for you oh, now, this is fine. how it all yeah. works out so mutual funds uh, one can never say that any financial instrument is safe or not unless and until there is some fixed returns that are associated with that and even when you are investing in fixed deposits with any bank there is always some kind of risk it is just lesser than the stock market because what if the bank yeah. just suddenly goes bankrupt it doesn't so if a bank shuts down your all your money might be lost so that all of that okay. is there in this financial world i i am not exactly the right person to answer a lot of finance questions because even uh, yeah i am personally still okay. learning about all of these things on a personal so coming to the next question uh, let's get back to the college life so you worked as a pr and marketing head of the college fest right what was the college fest called I worked as a PR and marketing manager of IFS. So oh uh, yeah, what is the first it of TICT? Uh, it was IFS. Okay, so IFS. Um, I dot fest. So yeah, the reason behind it was uh, it was held under the yeah, IEEE student branch of TICT. So hence I dot fest. Okay, and wow. It was the largest okay. technical fest of Gujarat. So what was the footfall of the fest? footfall in the year i was a marketing manager okay footfall was around throughout the state people are coming from throughout the state here and yeah mostly from gujarat and some even from the neighboring states and from other parts of india mostly so when you were uh, when you worked as a pr head right how do you approach companies to sponsor the fest we had also been working the same area and it's been difficult for me because it has always been cold emailing in the first place for us or approaching companies uh, right in their head offices so do you have any tips for me mm-hmm. see uh, okay when we say about pr pr is not just yeah. about, so what you are talking about is mainly sponsorship pr is also about getting students pr is also about getting uh, companies uh, not for sponsorship but for other reasons let's say you want food stalls or you want lighting equipments or you want technical support or you yeah. want someone to handle your workshops for you or you okay. want to do market so all of that comes under pr but mm-hmm. the part focusing on that is the sponsorships so for sponsorship we always had a long list of sponsors that have been associated with us over the years and they have always been good patrons mm-hmm. and come year on year but we always try to get sponsors on board 
so the first uh, idea when you go to any sponsor is to first of all you need to find a sponsor who is doing something that is on lines with what you are doing so let's say if i have a technical fest i am going to probably go to uh, the lenovo or i am going to go with the i forgot the name of the msi mm-hmm. which makes gaming consoles and gaming laptops so i might probably go to those kind of companies uh I'm. I won't really go to a okay. car showroom and ask for sponsorship. So, first, uh, okay. if I'm going on the first time, then I'm not going to do that. So, how would the pitch be like? No. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, just a second. Uh, I still uh, have something to say. So, next, then the second step is to understand what are, mm. what is the crowd that you are catering to. So. if i am going to cater to students then probably you want to look for companies which are also looking in the same direction they also let's say coaching institute for uh, preparation yeah. for uh, higher ed- examinations uh, then the next thing uh, is to figure out what the comp- company is actually looking out for mm-hmm. so uh, if you look at the company's advertisement recently or if you can get in touch with someone in the company then you can just ask them directly what they are actually looking out for when they want to sponsor any event right now, three things one is the alignment of ideology second is the same target group and the third thing is what the company is actually looking out for so based on these three things you make a pitch to the company that since our ideologies are matching in this 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 way uh plus the target group that we will be have we will be providing to you is the same that you are, you actually are looking out for hmm. third you have been investing in the same thing uh, for the past couple of months or for the past uh, year or whatever and hence we are also helping you do the same thing so we are a perfect fit for you to uh, sponsor our event yeah Okay. So that is how you generally pitch to a company, and there's multiple rounds of negotiation, talking to various uh, heads of, uh, and then there is the finance department which sponsors, which gives the go-ahead and green signal to the whole uh, thing. But the most important part is the first pitch, which will make your image for for the people who are going to find the sanction, and then the second thing uh, will be. Uh, the negotiations. So, what was your primary way of pitching? Were you writing emails or were you going straight to the companies? You always have to take an appointment first. Otherwise, they aren't going to allow you in the office. So yeah, so it's in the offices. Yeah, yeah. First, you take an appointment. You write a good email. You send out your brochure. Uh, you mm-hmm. send out what. events you have done in the past you give out your numbers in terms of uh, footballs in terms of number of events held then you uh, send out what possible ways in which they can sponsor there are, so there is no single sponsor uh, sponsor there is the title sponsor then there is the co-sponsor then there is the event sponsor there is the prize sponsor some stuff like that when you are working in a fest these are the different kinds of sponsors that you can uh, get so based on that people will be interested in different things if a sponsor doesn't really want to shell out a lot of money then yeah probably he will be looking at an associate sponsor or an event sponsor sure yeah that um 
and uh, so coming back to mba uh, what what are the traits uh, that you think you had that have helped you land an ima that is something my interviewers might be able to answer better than me so probably in my opinion and this is what i think he might be 100% false but i like to believe this might be the case yeah so one thing that i find so probably that might have helped me end up at ima would be perseverance and persistence right uh, throughout the journey i have been motivated by my parents and my fellow colleagues to constantly stay uh, more to constantly keep working on so that is something that might have helped me achieve the goal so soon uh, so that is one thing hard work always pays off right second was uh, the type of so uh, probably i might be in the younger ones who have joined ima hardly two or three people might be younger to me in my batch mm-hmm. so at this age i was able to have discussions which people with workings of 2 to 3 years were having with the same interviewers so mm-hmm. probably uh, the type of knowledge that i gained at dict the type of uh, the variety of knowledge that i was able to get because dict as i said provides not just uh, an engineering degree but we had courses on humanities we had courses on finance we had courses on uh, we had engineering and uh, combination of physics and economics uh, mm-hmm. in a course called econophysics econophysics yeah so okay that those are the kind of courses that we are able to get and that gives you a lot of diversity in the terms of topics that you can talk about right and at this age if you are able to do that uh probably that is something different that i bring to the table and that might have helped me get into ima uh the third thing would be the way i approach the thing that i have in mind about after what i want to do after being a manager so the whole idea was as i mentioned original idea is completely free of cost and that is how i plan to keep it mm mm-hmm. i always had an idea of doing of giving back to the society right be it in terms of me sharing knowledge or me doing something for uh, so when i say society it is not exactly uh, we are not only talking about the less privileged people i am talking about society in general and i want to give back in the way i can best uh, that i can give the best way in and what i figured out was that probably uh, by my experience i am able to help more people so in that case that was the idea that i presented to them and probably that might have helped me getting in sure great answer and um, coming back to your marketing days right um, mm-hmm. if let's say a person has a good product right but doesn't know how to sell it quite right if that person were to come to you for help what would your strategy be in marketing it when you say marketing days uh, there were no specific marketing days in my journey but yeah answering the question right uh, so when you have a product developed so first thing is that you don't as i mentioned the first learning that i got never develop a product unless and until you have actually talked with the future customers 
right so that is the first mistake that any one can make when they are starting off uh, in this journey but if you already have a product developed then you need to first of all figure out that what is the problem that your product is solving mm. there is always some kind of need that your product will be solving and uh, you need to find out what that need is Hmm. Now, once you found out the need, you need to figure out what kind of people actually have this need. So that becomes your target group. Once you have the target group, you segment the target group into different through a variety of ways. Uh, you segment them demographically. You segment them by age. You segment them by or uh, by the psychological state that they might be in. So there are different ways of segmenting the. population once population then you need to understand how you are going to position your product differently for the different segments so that is the fundamental rule of marketing that you need segmentation targeting and positioning so once you have done that then you have to then you uh, launch your product and understand the responses and once you get the responses you are able to judge what will be my pricing strategy what promotion strategy How, how what different what changes that i need to make to, to my product to cater to a particular segment differently etc etc hmm. so once you have done the stp then you come down to the four pieces of marketing mm-hmm. product pricing promotion and place okay so your product is ready your pricing strategy varies according to the different segments your promotion strategy is different and then about the place where exactly are you placing your product so that people who you actually are your customers or your consumers can actually see the product and buy it right so that is how you go about developing a marketing strategy for a product right and there's lot of other things that are involved uh, so that might even take a, a different podcast altogether sure. but how you can start off sure that then that's it avin thank you for coming on this podcast and thank you for sharing your experiences with us today sure it was a great pleasure being on the show and i hope you do well in the future thank you the best for your journey thank you avin